Welcome to the Mindful Personal Training Podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. Dr. Cepeda will discuss all the issues you face when losing weight, creating effective exercise design, and training with intensity. Dr. Cepeda is a health and exercise science researcher specializing in obesity, program design, and mindful behavioral changes. Be sure to stop by drclintcepeda.com for more information. And now, here is Dr. C. Thanks, and welcome back to the podcast, Dr. C, Mindful Personal Training. Well, here we go. This was one episode that I, I don't know if I feel bad about it, or I felt good about it, or I don't know, maybe it's a rant which I hate to use because you get enough of that in your life, right? Even you, you rant, you know, and you see your friends rant on social media. I don't want to rant, but what I want to do is set the record straight and I want it to be, and this may be a two-part episode. We'll, we'll see how far we get today, but I, I think one of the things that just, hmm, how should we put it? Maybe irks my brain makes me want to choke somebody, but yet you can't do that because it's violent and illegal. But if there was like a arbitrary type of, mm, I don't know, ism, you know, like I can, some sort of id, then I could choke that, I guess. I don't know. Well, that is something that this podcast really prides itself on is trying to set the record straight, trying to be truthful, trying to make sure that whatever it is that you do, uh, as far as health, fitness and wellness, that, you know, it's, it's based in science and the things that we talk about all the time, evidence-based research literature that is currently out there in our research database, that it is truthful. So finally, one of the things that we want to talk about is personal training. All right. So I am not guilty of lying to clients, former clients. Uh, I'm not guilty of lying to those that for some reason or another had a question about personal training. But what I want to cover is when it comes to personal training, you either have come across trainers more often than not that tout themselves as personal trainers or labeled themselves as trainers, but they're not. Okay, so for instance, if you can go to a weekend seminar and understand the principles of biomechanics and you can understand the principles of levers and line of pull. And you can understand time, tension, type, frequency, duration, exercise, tempo, all these things in a weekend. Then you're really, really smart. Because for those of us that went four years in undergrad, for those of us that went to one, two, three, four years in graduate school, and then maybe pursued a research degree or, you know, you know, went through a terminal degree program. That's a lot of years to pack in principles of biomechanics, chemical principles of how the cells work, protein synthesis, you know, all these fancy terms, right? In one weekend, 
man, you're really, really smart. Because being a personal trainer in today's world is defined as somebody who looks good with a great following on social media and dispenses advice on how to exercise and how to eat and how to have a well and fit life because they look good and this is what they did and blah, 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 blah. Or they're on other type of social media, video social media, where they are trying to push a channel or push an agenda of why this particular exercise program or this particular exercise group or this particular gym works. Let me tell you something. Working out, exercising, training is tried and true. There is no golden egg anymore. There is nothing that will enhance you and safely enhance you to make you big, thick, strong, cut, making sure that you are in a fit persona on social media. These things just don't add up, okay? And how it doesn't add up is looking good is not the same as training people to look good. Now, looking good is just an afterthought. When you talk about training and personal training, you're talking about people in the barest sense that need help exercising in a facility. That's okay. I mean, is it personal training by its definition? Sure. Is it what people claim it to be that they will get you in shape and this is the supplement that they take and this is guaranteed to work? No. That becomes salesmanship. That becomes something to where there is an agenda there that they're either being paid or there's some sort of stock interest in the supplement or device or type of exercise marketing. At the end of the day, a personal trainer doesn't call themselves a personal trainer. When you are good at training people to lose weight or you understand the science behind training and exercise and exercise tempo and weight resistance and cardiovascular, you're actually an exercise physiologist. Didn't hear that one, huh? When you go to your local gym, the exercise physiologist is not there. When you try to separate labels, now people are thinking that you're just, it's apples and oranges. Not necessarily. When you're a personal trainer, you're somebody's exercise help on the floor of a gym and training them to the best of your ability with the equipment that you have. When you're an exercise physiologist, you break that sucker down like, hey, you have a what now? Oh, okay. So you have internal, external rotation on the femur. Got that. Okay. So let's take a look at this squat here and let's coach you and tell you that if we don't start losing weight, that's why you're going to have way more knee varus or knee valgus, right? Fancy terms, right? But the difference between a personal trainer and an exercise physiologist is that you're going to find more success as far as the finer details with an exercise physiologist than you would with a personal trainer. Because being an exercise physiologist doesn't happen after 48 hours. There is research, there's practicum. Some of the best universities that we have 
practice on students and grad students and students that volunteer, you know, to be in these blind studies to see, man, how can we be more efficient at the bench press to add more power with lighter weight? I don't know. I'm just, that's just arbitrary. That's just something I threw out, but that's what exercise physiologists can do. Taking something that is proven and tested, repeated and repeated and repeated to go ahead and put that to a test. Now, what makes a personal trainer so accessible is that anybody can do it. That's the dark, dark secret. You want to be a personal trainer and tout yourself at, as, at the local gym as a personal trainer? Hey, man, get, grab yourself 600 bucks, get yourself a certification. You're it. That's it. But the reason why we're talking about it now is because you as a consumer, you as a potential client or potential uh, member of a gym or current member of a gym are seeking a personal trainer to get you over that hump or introduce you to the gym or turn around and get you to understand the mechanics of exercise and lose weight and all these great things. That's a lot to put on somebody who just maybe you put in a weekend class a certification from a company that may not exist anymore, a certification from a company that maybe doesn't have the same curriculum as another certification. And now they're touting each other as the best certification to guarantee that they have people out there that are knowledgeable in fitness and wellness and health. Uh, no, doesn't work like that. I mean, can you imagine you're going through a divorce, which I hope you're not. Or, you know, let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about something. Maybe you are needing a negligence lawyer. You want to have the lawyer that has the best rate success-wise and that has done their practice for a while and that can look at the finer details of the fact pattern and go, no, you have a case here or no, you don't have a case, but you can sue for this particular part of the law or this particular part of damages? Or do you want the lawyer that, you know, maybe he's brand new. Maybe he's not even a real negligence type of lawyer and maybe just dealt with contracts. But you're trying to decide who's the best one for you. Wouldn't you gravitate to the one that has the best knowledge in that field and in that realm? I mean, if you look at personal training, you don't have to have in-depth knowledge. When you talk about biomechanics and an exercise physiologist and a researcher, now that's a different story. If you ever come across personal trainers, it is your due diligence to ask, hey, how'd you become a trainer? How'd you become this? How'd you, you know, how did you come across this? I mean, looking good is one thing, but if you're being approached or considering personal training and they're in worse shape than you, Hey, you're just writing a blank check. There is something to say in this business about looking good because it's practice what you preach. I mean, if there is one business and one industry where it is really practice what you preach, it is the gym business, the fitness industry, health and wellness, because I would never, never in a million years take advice. I don't care if you have a PhD, a Nobel Prize winning PhD in biomechanics, but you look like crap. What all that tells me is that you have great theory. You worked hard on the theory, but you didn't practice it. Because why? 
if it's so good and it's so great of a theory and it's so great of it being such an academic addition to the research, why do you look the way you do? You know, I mean, you have to ask yourself that. So when you look at personal trainers, especially in your local gym or you look at personal trainers in in a national gym train chain, there is something to be said about looking good. I will give that. I understand that. That's just the nature of the business. But it is more than that. When you're looking for a personal trainer, you have to have just a little bit of due diligence. Because if you ask how they're certified or why are they certified, you know, or from what particular agency or university or whatever, then that gives you an indication of what type of trainer that you're going to get. Now, I always said this. I had a mentor when I used to work at a national chain. And that person told me, you can tell who who makes the most money sales wise. And they look good doing it. I was like, oh, how do you do that? And they go, well, if you're here first thing in the morning, 5 a.m., they have a 40-year-old client, male, professional. Throughout the day, it is different clients and different program design for each client. That's the sign of a good personal trainer. I was like, oh, man, that's right. Because then that trainer has enough. Now, I didn't know its background, but that trainer has enough of at least some sort of physical, biomechanical knowledge to adjust the program design for each client, whether it's a 60-year-old grandmother who just put a titanium rod in her right hip to a mother of four who's trying to get ready for their 20th fifth high school reunion to a lawyer at 5 p.m. in the afternoon who is getting ready for a cruise in the summer to a 17-year-old NC2A Division I prospect who just needs to work on their squat. These are different people, different clients, different goals. But the only common denominator was the personal trainer who was so adept and good that it didn't matter who came across, he or she created a program designed to benefit them and what they're trying to accomplish physically. That would be one great indication. However, on the flip side, if you take a look at a personal trainer and it's the same workout with each person, or they're just introducing these little things and so, so disengaged, you probably want to stay away from that person. And even if they look good, they only look good for themselves. That has no bearing on how you're going to look. That has no bearing on what is going to happen to you. They're just good at making sure that they look good and their training style matches their body type and what they want to do. So personal training to me is a catch-22. You're going to get more of your cookie cutter house trainers where they, you know, they got hired by a national chain or they did a rinky-dink little certification for a couple of weeks or a weekend. And then you're going to get those exercise physiologists who may be in the gym because they're putting themselves through school or they really want to make a difference on a national level or the money's good to where they have created a successful small business for themselves. And that's what they want to do. So when seeking out a trainer, don't always go for the best looking one. Now you want somebody who's, you know, at least has a great look to them. It doesn't have to be bodybuilder style, but there is a certain look that you look for. Like for instance, when I critique bodies and I look at it, I, you know, I look at a V taper. I look how wide the shoulders are. You know, I see if 
I, I, one of the things I really look at is legs. If you've got a great set of legs, that means you're not afraid to squat. You're doing a total body from head to toe, not just show muscles. In our business, we call the show muscles, the muscles that you can always see, you know, the arms, you know, you can kind of see the shoulders. Those are the show muscles, but the real proof in the pudding is legs. You get through a leg workout and you know, your legs look good. I mean, you're wearing shorts all the time, man. I mean, if you can, calves look great, powerful looking legs, they're huge muscles. But the old adage is, you know, people go for the show muscles because that's what they see most. So when I critique a body or I look at it, I go, okay, I look from head to toe. I see that. So going back to having a personal training look, if they have an adequate body, adequate legs and, and the shoulders look great and, and they look like they work out, but it is from head to toe, that's a pretty good sign. That's a decent sign. It's not the sign, but it's a decent sign that at least when you're going to interview trainers, because that's what you're doing. Okay. You have to also realize that you're in charge. Don't get into the sales pitch. Basically, you need what you need. And you can tell the difference between the sales pitch because that sales pitch comes very choppy, fast, kind of bypasses some of your questions. And it's not a in-depth answer. It's an general answer. So what can I expect if I train with you for three months? Oh, you're going to lose weight. Well, yeah, of course you're going to lose weight. That's what you want to do. But what can you really expect? I would tell them the truth. Yeah, man, it's hard. I'm telling you right now, you may even fail. Like what? Aren't you trying to get the cell? Oh my gosh. You would say that? Yes. Because I don't lie. I don't lie when it comes to asking, you know, what are your goals? And they go, well, I want to lose weight. That's not your goal. That's not your goal. That's easy. That's a given. Of course you want to lose weight. Give me something deeper. Give me something deeper. Give me something that I can understand because then, then I can start to program design. Then I can start to go, no, your major problem is eating. I don't care if you want to lift weights and you want to train all day, every day. Your major problem is eating. So correct that first. Can I help you with that? Absolutely. But is it something where, you know, I'm going to sit here and bypass that and go, yeah, yeah, well, well I'll, I'll write you a meal plan. No, no, man, I can't stand that answer. I'll write you a meal plan. That has not, it's like giving instructions to a baby. Like it's buying a, a bed from Ikea and then handing it to your six-year-old and go, here, here, this is what you do. It doesn't work like that. That is the cheating. That is the lazy. That is the asinine way out. Just write me it. It doesn't work like that. Like I know I've had a friend or two where they go, hey, can you write me a program? They said, no, I can train you the program, but I'm not going to write it for you. Oh man. Yeah. Because if I train you the program, everything that we do step by step in that, in that program design that I write, it's going to be way too long. You're not going to understand it. Writing a program doesn't count, doesn't go into account the effort needed, the intensity needed. And we talk about that all the time. The exercise tempo, the way how we switch weights out, the determination to finish through the set. They're just words on a paper. You cannot get motivated by reading three sets of 12, 135, increased by 10. That's what it sounds like to me when I read it. Do you get excited reading instructions? Because that's what it is. When we write program design, okay, as a trainer or as an exercise physiologist, you can tell if it's an exercise physiologist, there's way more detail. So I tell everybody who ever wants to become a personal trainer, at least a sex successful one, don't write programs. How you can get the sale, really, 
is bring them out to the floor, train them, explain it, why this is why the program design and the exercise tempo and how it is in order and why it works the way it does. If you cannot do that, then you are not an exercise physiologist. If you cannot do that, then that's not the type of personal trainer that you want. You want the type of coach and performance enhancer to have all the different type of clients adjust the program design, look a certain way, and make sure that they're not trying to sell you 20,000 different things. The program design should never be written. It shouldn't. If you're that good and you're trying to program design, that's going to be a real thick piece of paper. It does not end up in a magazine in a small three inch by five inch and going, okay, do this, do this. Once again, it doesn't take an account to what type of effort is required or the intensity. Or if I'm having this program design being read by a 22 year old who weighs 165 pounds and is 6'2", I wouldn't write that for him. If you're trying to gain muscle, we need to lift differently. That's why writing it down on a piece of paper, that is general and lazy. I would charge people to not write the program design. I would charge them, rather charge them to actually be on the floor and show them, train them, because ultimately that's how it works. Once again, giving IKEA instructions to your six-year-old. I'm not trying to regulate the average person can't read. No, what I'm saying is that Program design, writing an exercise program is instructions, but it doesn't give you the benefit that what you think your mind will get when you see a piece of paper with all these exercises on them. Hell, you may not even know half the exercises. You just know what you know. Bench press, dumbbells, push up. Exercise and training is way more complex than that. You ask any successful performance coach, strength and conditioning coach, exercise physiologists, researchers, biomechanics, the whole nine yards, and they will tell you it is detailed, man. Like if you see a personal trainer at the gym and they're not offended or they're not like taken aback when you go, hey, can you just run me a program? That's probably not the person you want to train with. It probably isn't. Personal trainers at national gyms are employees. Personal trainers at most gyms are independent contractors. I want you to understand that personal training and trying to find the best type of trainer and coach, it is an interview process. And I'll show you some key questions or tell you some key questions to ask in the next episode. That's going to do it this week for Mindful Personal Training with Dr. Clint Cepeda. That's me, Dr. C. We appreciate all the support. And if you have any more questions, please do not hesitate to drop us a line. Stop by www.drclintcepeda.com. Cepeda, C-E-P-E-D-A. That gets misspelled all the time. We'll see you next week. Take care. Remember, stay healthy, stay well, and stay fit. Dr. Clint Cepeda has a research background in health science and exercise sports science with a focus in obesity and mindfulness. The statements made in this podcast are for educational and motivational purposes only.